Welcome to the Balanced Ambition Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Southam. Here, we delve into candid conversations with entrepreneurs, exploring both their business journey and their secrets to maintaining mental well-being. As we navigate the balance of ambition and inner peace, I hope you find insights, inspiration and invaluable takeaways in every episode. Thank you for joining us. Mark, thank you for joining me today. I want to kick off with quite a, a simple question that will probably um, enable you to expand what you do, why you do it, etc. But why are people so important within a business, within a company? Uh, hi, Matt, and um, thank you for having me on on, on the podcast today. Um, it's a great question. Um, you know, f- from our point of view, um, the business that, that um, I've built up over the last 21 years now, um, it is people have, have just the the core of the business. Um, they're why we've been successful. Um, and, and I think that transcends most industries and most businesses um everyone can produce a great product um or produce a great service um but ultimately the the key to to um expanding and growing successful businesses people um that you hire uh, and the opportunities that you give them um you have to build a great culture and a great environment for them to work in um but you have to hire the right people um it's really important for ourselves uh, obviously we're in in that business um anyway in in recruitment and talent acquisition and we we have to do the same for our clients find the right candidates with the right experience expertise and skill sets but they have to be a cultural fit as well yeah yeah completely so it's, it's getting getting the right people but that the company needs to have that i guess the the company culture set up so that actually it enables them to to develop to grow and and fit in you know, it's all right. You don't want to just place someone who's maybe very technically good at their job, but is a complete disruptor to the culture and doesn't fit in. I guess it has to go a little bit hand in hand, and that's where where you come in. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and it's the the uh, biggest um, biggest challenge for a lot of businesses is is to hire the right people, and it, it can be a, a hugely expensive mistake if you hire the wrong person. Um, you bring in somebody who's um, maybe I don't like to use the word, but it, it gets used quite a lot. Of it. Bring in somebody who's toxic to the uh, mm. to the business and to, to the culture of the business, um, and yeah, one one bad um, one bad apple can really really impacts how a business potentially can grow. Yeah, no, completely. I love that sort of one one bad apple because we, we see that, don't we, with fruit. You know, if one bit goes mouldy, it does spread <laughs> across them all. And and that's yes, why absolutely. I guess company yeah. culture is so important. I think a lot of a lot of companies, I think they get, no, maybe it's unfair saying a lot of companies don't get it. I think a lot of the companies in the past haven't got it. I think people are starting to understand, but trying to change a culture can can, I guess, be particularly tricky as well. I think you're right. Uh, historically, um, companies didn't really, um, uh, and we found with clients, they didn't really have a, a huge focus on that. Uh, and I'm going back quite a few years now. I've been in the recruitment industry for, for many years now. But um, yeah, historically, it was, I need to find that somebody with this level of experience, with this skill sets. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying people would ignore if they were the right fit for the organization but um it's it's certainly become a lot more prevalent now that people will hire 
on culture fit rather than actually on on the level of experience and and the types of skills that that um, potential candidates have. Yeah, I guess, I guess you can, you can train skill, can't you? But actually, someone's uh, culture for an individual, I suppose, is the wrong word. But they need to be the right yes. fit. They need yeah. to be the right fit. Have the right attitude. Um, know what the business um, strategy is. Uh, understand what they need to do to, to fit into that. The strategic plans, but also the culture of the business and and what makes people successful and and what enables them to thrive and and, and build their careers as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you, you know, you've been in the business a while. Talk, talk me through that a little bit and how you've actually embedded the, the culture within your own company and how that's enabled you to, I guess, partly educate other people, but also win work because you you get it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the business, and, uh, Claremont Consulting, um, uh, set up, said so 21 years ago, very much a back bedroom business to, be, to begin with, which is how many... <laughs> Yeah. Um, recruitment firms that have established themselves um, and sort of slow growth and in the, the sort of formative years. Um, and and then we just got the opportunity to um, just through sort of business, business opportunities, I guess, and, and winning business from um, longstanding clients that you, you've built relationships with enabled us to, to um, then grow the business itself. And um, yeah, we now gone from that back bedroom business to global business um, head offices um, is here in London but we've got um, two offices in the US um, Mexico uh, office in Hong Kong um, and then um, some satellite offices dotted around Europe uh, Stockholm um, Germany and uh, also in Slovakia um, what's been important for us in, in terms of growth is uh, is just finding the right people. They're representing you as an organization. They're representing you as a brand. Um, from, from a personal point of view, I can't be on every call with every client and every candidate. So you want somebody to be able to, to represent you and, and to operate and, and work with people in the, the same methods that, and methodologies that you would. Yeah. Yeah. And have, have you found that more challenging having um, offices sort of around the world? But when did you go from sort of UK based to suddenly expanding? And was that, was that quite a daunting time or were you sort of confident it was going <laughs> to, obviously it's panned out well. So that, that's the, I guess, spoiler alert, but was there that um, bit of nerves? I'd, I'd like to say confident, <laughs> but <that's, laughs> there's always challenges. Um, so we were very much a UK um, centric um business when, when we first set up we just um really concentrated on the uk market we we got um, a number of opportunities with, with clients based here um that, that were looking to use our services overseas as well so um 2009 we set up in hong kong um and then we then set uh, some of the european entities up uh, off the back of a couple of um big opportunities with with clients um, back in 2017, uh, and then the same applied to the um, expansion into the US. That that was around 2000, uh, early to mid 2018, um, and yeah, it's not been without its challenges. Um, but we're we're in that sort of position now where um, yeah, we we can almost replicate what we've done in um, been successful in in the UK and Europe across um, different continents now. And 
the, the teams are smaller um, uh, uh, in um, Hong Kong and the US, but again, finding the right people, hiring the right people is, is, has always been key to us. And we, we do sort of um, ensure that we're, we're hiring the, the right culture again um, that, that's going to represent Claremont as a brand. Yeah. Yeah, and how how do you do that without uh, don't have to give away trade secrets? But you know, <laughs> how do you get the the right people? I guess that is the uh, the big question. It's a big question. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big question that clients ask. Um, how are you going to find us these people? Um, and um, I'm not going to say we've we've 100 got it right every time. You you do make mistakes. Um, we, we've hired a, a, a couple of people that. Um, immediately um, uh, having joined us it became quite apparent that, that, that they weren't going to be the right culture fit for us um, so you have to make a tough call and make that decision mm. to um, to let them go um, and I, I think it's just as as time has gone on and just the, the types of people that we know are successful within the business you can pretty much pick them out into stage um, straight away. Um, as I say, everyone makes mistakes. You learn from those mistakes, hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think now we've we've got to the point where um, you, you just can almost have a, a sixth sense that uh, th this person will be successful when they join us. And uh, yeah, like again, I haven't got a hundred percent hit rate <laughs> even to this day, but um, certainly it's, it's a high one. It's a high percentage. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to pick that up at interview stage, I guess, is, is really key. So if, if someone was going for a job, so I'm, I'm pivoting slightly, but talking to someone sure. looking for a role, you know, how do they understand what culture that a company is, is looking for and whether they fit and whether they're going to be the right right fit for the company? Is it I mean, how, how do you promote it out if you're looking for someone? How, how do you explain yeah. What sort of fit? Because we've all got we, different personalities, haven't we? We have, and yeah. Different people fit into different companies better just because of the way they work, not not because they're no, exactly. bad people. Just yeah. you fit differently somewhere. Um, well, we we emphasise a lot to um, candidates that um, potentially joining us or potentially coming um, for interview discussions, um, but also to candidates that we're looking to uh, hire or place with with clients to do a lot of, lot of research prior to any conversations taking place. So you do research on the, on the business itself. Um, you do a lot of research on if, if you can, on the people that are actually going to be interviewing you. So just do some back, get some background information on them, try and find some common points and traits that you, know, you can make that sort of early discussion, some icebreakers questions yep. or answers um so we, we do emphasize a lot on research and what we you know again at interview stage for ourselves personally if, if somebody hasn't done some research on us as a business um you really it, it really creates that sort of question in your mind almost a, a red flag that um yeah are you just a number that you know of, of businesses mm. that they're talking to or are they are they generally interested? Have they got passion to join you? Yeah. Um, so the research is certainly the, one of the, the sort of number one um, keys that we, we say to people to, to do before actually getting to the interview stage. And then I think you just got to really 
again ask lots of questions you have to ask questions to the um to the interviewer as to you know why did they join the business what what made them join the organization what type of characteristics personality traits um have people other people in the business got that have made them successful um you know, why were they hired what what um what types of personality as i say can to join that business and, and grow and and build on the sort of career opportunities that, that are on offer to them. Yeah, completely. I, I guess as well for someone joining, they, they want to know that the, the company is the right fit for them and that there's actually going to be some progression. You know, most people are career driven. Um, not everyone, but, but a lot of people are joining a business, especially when, you know, the, the companies you're working with as a, you know, recruiter get the right people but allow them to grow as a person as well so that they can either grow within the business or equally move on to to another business move on yeah yeah um, and think things have changed a lot now people are very career driven um as you say but there's a lot more um emphasis now on um sort of work-life balance particularly mm-hmm. um particularly since uh lockdown and, and um there's that there's a there's a lot of discussion around at the moment just generally about hybrid working and um being able to work remotely and that that is something that um, a number of our clients do offer um some don't and then you've got that challenge of some candidates almost um expecting a sort of hybrid opportunities so mm-hmm. if they're not able to work remotely then potentially for them that that's not the right culture fit but um career Career is career opportunities are still the biggest driver um, for people. They want to know that um, they can improve them themselves as, as individuals. So training opportunities, training options are, are always um, one of the first questions we get asked. And when we're presenting um, a client to a candidate, is um, career opportunities and training they're, they're the big two. Um, salary not so much now. People still obviously would like to earn a good salary yeah, um, and yeah. It, it's still one of the sort of drivers for people but it, it's not um anywhere near as as much as uh training and career opportunities no no i can i can see that i think you know in, in the past everyone just had a job and uh you know you, want, <laughs> yes, you just wanted yeah. to try and try and be paid more for doing a job but actually now yeah talk whether it's hybrid whether it's the the culture whether it's just the enjoyment level actually we want more from from work than just turning up and then taking home a salary um i, I, people, I think you're more. right yeah yeah and, and i think that's a generational shift as well um yeah the, it, one of the days when you'd, you'd work for a company for 20 25 30 years until you retired um there's a lot more fluidity now um and you know average uh, job tenure in in the sector that we're working in tech is uh is relatively low so two two and a half years and people then sort of expect to to move on to to improve their career um yeah. climb that that career ladder yeah i mean yeah that's definitely generational isn't it you, you know new people who worked for the same company for exactly, you know from yeah. school until they retired and it just they retired doesn't... and got a gold clock yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and actually thinking about how many jobs people have now uh throughout their lifetime it, it changes well yeah it's really jumped it, it up. does yeah yeah, yeah it definitely has 
How are you finding the, um, or what's your take on the the hybrid, the work from home? Because of course it was very much, and, and we even had it, we were very much office based um, and most businesses were, you know, to, to almost to be taken seriously, you you had an office and, yes, uh, yeah. you know, and then obviously COVID changed all that. And, you know, suddenly everyone's got a laptop and it's, it's work from home. And now there's that balance. And I've, one thing that, that that struck me is actually that balance between productivity, but also the, the company culture, um, as in it's all right. Someone can work at home and be absolutely brilliant and get all the work done, but then they don't know their colleagues. They don't know what, what's no. going on. And actually they're almost working singularly on a, on a project rather than just rather than as part of a team, as yeah. part of a team. Absolutely so I guess there's, there's that yeah. balance. What, what's your take on that? So we, um, as, as a business, we um, offered um, prior to sort of COVID and prior to lockdown, we, we had um, opportunities for people to work um, from home. It, it's um, almost a split camp, which doesn't sound great when you talk about the <laughs> culture within the business. No. Um, but we had a lot of, um, we, we still do have um, a number of working parents um, who primarily work in what uh, I, I'll call our non-sales team. So our sort of operational, typical head office type function. So very, very sort of operations, finance, yeah. um, HR. Um, and a number of those, say a number of those were working parents. And we always offered that flexibility prior to lockdown of, um, you know, dictate your own hours for school runs parents yeah. evenings and things like that um and opportunities to work work at home as well um very firm believer of, um, for the for the sales side particularly for um makes me sound old when i say the younger generation but um <laughs> you know, the, the recruiters we have um i'm a firm believer that, that they they need to or they thrive better should i say in a in a office environment um so they're working within a team they're bouncing ideas off of each other they're asking questions across the desk or across, across the floor that yes you can ask those if you're working at home um but you're, you're having to do that via messaging services or picking the phone up and yeah it's um we we found um people they actually prefer um our, our sales floor prefer but no or they operate better and they actually like coming into the office um and like a lot of um companies to po post lockdown when when uh, we were first allowed back into the office if that allowed being the right word yeah yeah <laughs> we found it we, we found it a challenge um we're in in, the, in central london in the city um the fact that pretty much everybody with a few exceptions who ran in or cycled in pretty much everyone was um, having to utilize public transport yeah but there's still a, a reluctance to come back in um but that was at the very early stages of return to work since then um that yeah, we our sales floor are in five days a week um unless there there is a, a need to to be flexible and work from home on, on odd occasions um, and we just have to, to display that flexibility now if they come to us next week and said actually we want to work from home um that that becomes a different challenge to us um and potentially you know, if it works better for us then then we would but at the moment i'm i'm a very much a firm believer that 
uh, in terms of productivity and and really from a sales perspective um they work much better in a team environment as, as you said um you know you, you almost feel like an individual yeah you're contributing to a project but you're not part of that team and you're not um you know, you're not being able to bounce ideas off of each other or um you know, just just listening particularly on the, the sales side you can't listen in as well um technology allows you to but you can't listen in as well to peers conversations or yeah. senior guys conversations and, and learn from them um, and yeah. again they the reverse to that is they can't listen to, to uh, their conversations and, and advise them on what they should or, or shouldn't be saying no no is it you know I'm, I'm, I'm a big sort of believer in productivity and productivity mean just just means the best way to do whatever it is you're trying to do and and actually for different roles yeah. productivity is almost different setups you know i mean i love working i'm working from home today and it's, it's digital and i'm online and that's great but there are times when actually the best way to solve this problem is all get together and be, sometimes yes, the best yeah. best way to solve a problem is actually put the laptop away get out a big sheet of paper and a pen <laughs> and and start <laughs> writing it down it, it's yeah it's just using different tools to to achieve whatever you're, you're trying to achieve and i think often we try and strip back stuff to the digital seamless remote way as being really productive and it can be but it's not Absolutely. always the, yeah. the best way and i think it's understanding that there's not just one way to solve a problem and it always depends on what the problem is absolutely i think you just you know, flexibility is the key word as well you just need to be able to demonstrate flexibility um yeah said the example for us is um just the, the demographic between our sales team and our non-sales team means that there are more working parents in the non-sales team um yeah. and you have to say that you have to be able to give them that flexibility to as i said to um dictate their hours around school runs um and and anything to do with um so a, a work-life balance particularly um with, with young families yeah yeah I, I mean i'm I'm a massive believer in that you know i mean i spent spent years where i was always always at the office and would, would miss things um but now yeah, i've got absolutely. that got that flexibility to you know pop to see you know a, a school assembly at nine fifteen, and but that's fine i'm yeah. still in the office by 10 and i crack on and yeah. fine but it, it, it didn't work before it just just couldn't so yeah how have you balanced that sort of work life obviously you're in your london office but how do you sort of manage all of that um perhaps from a personal perspective yeah from a personal myself, perspective yeah um i mean i um i i was very similar to you um even um with, with um forming and and operating claremont um it was in the office pretty much five days a week um obviously there would there'd, there'd be odd days where it it was easier to to work from home um, and as you said everyone's now got a laptop and a mobile phone it makes it so much easier than yeah than um, many years ago um and and similar to you when prior to just um setting the business up and, and working for an employer you were expected to be in um you know, eight eight in the morning till half five six in the evening yeah um and and there was no reason for you to work at home um and um yeah the technology's advanced that's made it easier um but 
but I actually, similar to you now, I, I probably in the office three or four days a week, um, work from home one or two. And I, I actually quite enjoy the, the change in scenery and yeah. change in travel. Um, I look forward to getting onto the train some mornings now where I never used to when it was a five day a week commute. Um, it's just a different, um, yeah, it, it, it's just a variation I think it's just a different day um come spending it at home obviously can spend uh, a lot more time catching up on things with fewer disturbances yeah. but what you do need to be to do is to be in the office as well to to be um sort of at the, at the forefront of what's going on and understanding everybody um and as I said earlier listening to their conversations advising them grabbing five to 10 minutes with them. If there's anything particular that they, they want to speak to, speak to you about. And I, and I always think that's better face to face than on a video call or over the phone. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, and so just like the, the variety of, um, being able to, to work from home and work in the office. Yeah, I think so. And I think you mentioned about being in and seeing the team. And I guess there's that there's that leadership thing of showing up and, you know, yes. you know, yeah. bit being there as 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 well. And and part of running yeah. a business isn't it, it is a it is a people game as, as well, as well as winning business and doing all of the behind the scenes bits, actually being there for your team. And, being there for uh, the team. Yeah. As yeah. Say, and, showing and up. Yeah. Showing up because you know people want to they don't just work for the company they work for you and the culture you've set and 100 yeah. all of that so you've got to have that with with your team but yeah i even business to business isn't business to business it's people to people you know behind every it business is. is is a person and you've got to <laughs> yeah. be able to connect so it's whether you're you're talking to clients whether it's talking internally to your team actually on a human level um, and I, I loved what you said about, you know, working parents and things like that and just understanding people's situation and understanding that work is a massive part of everyone's life. It's, it's, it's something that takes up so many of our hours, it but does, it's not the yeah. only thing in life. And, uh, you know, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it, it's trying to, to well, I mean, even the podcast yeah. is balanced, you know, but, but finding that, that right balance that actually we can have some strong areas in, in all parts of our life and being able to pop to a school assembly or a sports day or yeah. whatever it is, but also get your work done. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could go back to being full-time in the office, but equally I like to be out and about. I like to go and see people. I, yeah. I like to break it up. I've, I've been on the train a couple of times last month to, to an office about an hour away. And actually I, I quite enjoyed it. It was, it was good yeah. fun. <laughs> and, uh, it's, and it's, got it's just a different, different, um, environment, different situation. Look, just, it's just a variation on, on what you would be doing um if you were in the office five days a week or um really and you look back now you just think how did i work from home five days a week um during lockdown um we we're only allowed to go out once a day for a walk and they just sat yeah. in front of the <laughs> front of the, your laptop for, for hours on end yeah um yeah it's, it's looking back now that, that that was a challenging period um but yeah and, and you hit an nail on the head a minute ago, Matt. It's all about relationships. Um, yeah. we, we've built our whole business on relationships, both with, with clients, but uh, where, where we've been able to 
forge relationships and uh, over a number of years um, get lots of repeat business from that but also candidates that um, you know 10 years ago they may have been a candidate and we've placed them into a job where they've been successful and they've um, climbed the career ladder and they then become a client and you, you kept that relationship going and and then it's internal relationships as well you, you're you're right about the the leadership piece um and, and showing up our, ours uh recruitment industry particularly in london is is very competitive in terms of um attracting new staff um and you know any anybody could find it walk out of uh our business today and find a a job in another recruitment business um quite easily just down the road um and so we have to make it a, a place where and and a management team where, where people actually want to work for you they want yeah. to come in and they they want to have that engagement with you and as you said they want you to to show up and and, and show leadership skills yeah yeah completely leadership is, is is i think leadership and culture are two of the the biggest sort of you know building blocks that, that companies need to get get right actually the delivery Absolutely, of the service yeah. actually is you know like you say and anyone can 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 fall into that and you know every product or every company can create a great product and even customer service to a certain extent you can train someone to read from a script but actually to to be a a representative of a company that's that's culture and to want want to actually want the company to succeed and want it to do well when you know i mean different jobs i know some people pay commission and things like that but there's still lots of jobs that are purely salary based but if you want the best from someone then it's not about the money it's that they believe in what you're doing it's about they believe in the company and they they actually want your customers and that the people they're dealing with to, to actually Go, go home happy and uh, they yeah. will step above and, and deliver that. You're absolutely right. Um, and, and, and wanting the company to to succeed, I think is really key. And want, as I said, wanting to, to work for you, work with you. Um, and as you say, not just show up and get paycheck at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, you, you want people who are going to buy into your, um, your vision of what, what you want the company to represent, where you want the company to go, um, and that—that's the key when when you're hiring people is is to to look for people who who want to do that, who can show share that sort of passion to do that. As I said, not just want a job um, that that they turn up to and um, and get paid at the end of each month, and mm. not really have sort of opportunities to, to grow themselves. So it's, it's really important that you get people with their right attitude and the right ambition um to, to themselves want to succeed but also want the company to succeed as well yeah yeah M- money is often a, a short-term motivator um and, and quite often you know when you get a pay rise and it's, it's done over the year it sounds a lot but actually diluted down per month and it's like oh, i've got a little <laughs> yeah, bit more it's, and it's it's, it's a short-term yeah. motivator it, it makes you feel good but then the following week actually if you're dreading going to the office it, it doesn't, doesn't make, make up for it. it no it really, really <laughs> doesn't so yeah um i yeah i mean it's been brilliant chatting today i think one of the key things i've got out there is is culture and and understanding your your people if if someone was looking to start a business now 
what what advice would you give them on how to set that culture? Do they need a a vision for the company and then work out what people want? How, how would you define it? What, or what would you do if you were starting again? What, what how would you set that from the uh, start now? Yeah, that's a um, that's a really good question. Very um, um, relevant as well because we do work with um, a number of, sort of tech startups and and scale ups, and and it's a question that. Um, they often ask, um, not not just from approaching us from a hiring basis, but you know, how how have you built your business up, and um, you know, what what do we need to do in terms of implementing a culture? Um, and it, it comes from from the it comes from the top. It comes from um, the the CEO, um, the senior man or senior leadership team. Um, it comes from them having to recognise that you know, it, there's key hires they need to bring in, and just working out that the, the um, pattern of when those key hires need to come in, who, who's going to be the important people that are going to help drive the business forward, um, and you know, who who is going to manage the new hires when they come in as well, and, and make sure make sure they make the right decision um, in in terms of culture fit um it, it all comes from from the very top so from the senior leadership team um you know to, to work closely whoever comes in is going to have to obviously work closely with them um but then they they've got to help they've all got to contribute and work together to build that culture yeah but yeah, I hope that made sense. I started no, it does. to not make sense in my own head. <laughs> I often, you know, I look at companies and, and and culture and everyone working together. Sometimes a little bit like football teams, of, and and we've seen it in the past where you yes. look at a football team and on paper, you look at some of those players and you're like, this is the winning team, and then you see them on the pitch, and actually, you yeah. know, you might have They're two of the world's kids. best players, but yes. they just don't. Yeah play well together it's just and, and that that's not necessarily culture but just the way you build your team actually absolutely you, you might have to get rid of that world-class player bring in someone slightly better to allow the other world-class player to to perform their role to perform and, their uh, role and yeah and un understanding using, how people work together uh, and using that football analogy is is um hiring the right people in the right position so i yeah uh, someone used that the football analogy a while back in a conversation with me and they said you wouldn't hire um, Lionel Messi and put him in goal. So no. you've got to no. you've got to hire the right person for the right role. For the um, right role. Yeah, there's no point having yeah. ten strikers, you know. It's no. uh, <laughs> if uh, if there's no one in defence, you you're still gonna get beaten. Um, exactly. doesn't matter how many times and, you and then you've got to have a co cohesive team. Um and again, they use that football analogy. The, the the senior leadership team um, are effectively the manager and the coach. So they've yeah. got to pull that team together, point them in the right direction, give them the right tactics. Again, using a football analogy, um, actually, and, know when, to, and right. know when to make changes. Yeah, yeah, because actually, the, the the manager and the coach they they do their bit, but actually, it's the, it's the players out there who are who are performing. Representing, um, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. the same as as a leader of a business. Quite often, it like you say, you can't sit on every call, you can't have every conversation with every client and every can. Exactly, you've yeah. got to delegate, and they've got to you know perform. You can only do your bit, and they've got to believe in you, believe in the business, and actually want uh, you know want everything to succeed. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah. 
Well, I think I think we've uh, we've definitely <laughs> agreed quite a lot on and culture <laughs> leadership. You know, they are some, some key bits, and and certainly one of my takeaways today is is you know as as a leader show, showing up and uh, you know leading from the front. I think everyone needs to to remember that's important and understanding. Ev- I guess everyone's different needs. Um, you know, the way you split that on what works for for some people or what works for some teams. You know, with, with regard to the role they're playing or their 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 current lifestyle or lifestyle is the wrong it's, word, their life is, setup. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, yes, and so identifying those and yeah, um, and not having um, that use a um, bit of a cliche, but not having that one size fits all. You, you need to identify what strengths and weaknesses um, members of the team have and play to to the strengths and um, yeah. yeah it, Again, ensuring that it's for the the good of the the team and and um, the business as a whole. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool, Mark. It's been fantastic to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. And no, uh, thank you, Matt. It's, uh, that's it's right. a pleasure to talk to you. Excellent. Cool. Enjoy the rest of your day. And you. Thanks very much, Matt. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Ambition Podcast. I genuinely hope the stories inspire you as much as they inspire me. If you found value in today's conversation, please share it with a friend. And remember, by subscribing, you won't miss an episode and it would truly mean the world to me. Stay balanced and I'll see you next time.